Hey, 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 welcome back to yet another episode of It's Techie Podcast. You're joined by me, your baby girl, your host, Kose Yusiere, and yet another special guest in the building. Another fashionista. Yeah, yeah. My money savvy <laughs> babe, Moya. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I feel like that was like, that's the intro. I wanted everything now. I just want everyone to introduce me like that. <laughs> so, Moya. For those who don't know who you are, what you do, give a quick intro because you're doing things and we're here to talk about it. Yes, of course, of course. My name is Moyo, um, otherwise known as Mo, Moyo Rhymes, whatever you want to call me. Um, um, what do I do? I run Uplifted Dreams, which we're going to talk about, we're going to get into. Yeah. Um, also a wealth management professional um and I deal with money I like money <laughs> you know yeah. um, and also a big fashion fashionista like Costa said so I'm all about the looks let's serve Ooh. it let's give you luxury high high fashion we're we about it yeah um, yeah it. that's essentially me really <laughs> lovely um okay so the reason why I wanted you to be on this podcast obviously because you um, are the mum to uplift your dreams which I think is I amazing. am Thank and you. that is for those of you who don't know it's a financial literacy and career development platform and mm-hmm. Moyo gives all of these good information on how to manage money spending money mm-hmm. um, for young people which I love but at the same time she's very much a fashion babe like myself she's into the yeah. looks Yes. So saving has been something that has been on my mind literally since the minute I moved back from uni. I was like, right, okay, mm-hmm. save. I need to I need to move out. Okay. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> so I feel you on that one. I feel like I've been having a lot of conversations with friends about saving mm-hmm. and just money in general. And I think this is gonna be a really interesting episode because everybody I think it's on everyone's mind at this current yeah, moment. Definitely. And especially the climate that we're in as well. Oh my Everyone's God. just, we're thinking ahead now, aren't we? Because no one could have even, like, predicted that coronavirus was going to happen. Like, no one saw this coming at all. Like, sis, I was literally saying to someone today that I thought this was going to be done by June. June, July. Yeah. I, I said it's going to be over. Here we are, September. Mm-hmm. Loki, by now I thought, yeah, okay. It's when they started doing that eat out to help out, I was thinking, oh, yeah, calm. Because <laughs> you were eating out to help the nation. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows me. I was out. I was you out were helping. <laughs> now all of a sudden, the second lockdown is looming. I'm thinking, oh, my God. Oh, my God. For real. But yeah, it's just it's different times, man. So I think it's making everyone think ahead um, and get prepared because we really don't know what could hit us next, to be honest. Honestly, and this is why it's good to have your coins in order and start saving. Yeah, yeah. So tell us, like, why, what made you start Uplift Your Dream? You know, what? it's funny because um, when I was younger, my, my parents, or should I say my dad, has always been that person, like, you guys should save, you guys should look ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I didn't take easy to it. I, it wasn't a, oh, okay, because dad told me I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I made a lot of mistakes. And the one thing that propelled me into it was that I came out of uni in the first job and in banking, when you get that banking bonus and you're like, oh, I'm the babe now. I'm and you're excited because it's like your first allowance. And then I needed to pay for a big purchase mm-hmm. um, that was like more life related. And I looked at my bank balance. My bank balance looked at me and said, wow. <laughs> you better say, wow. We don't have coin. And we didn't, I didn't have the amount. I'm like, telling my dad was like the most embarrassing thing. Because it's like you've had this long to get your money in order um, and to make sure that you're in a position. So for me, that was like the first like shock that, oh, my God, if I don't save, nobody's going to save me. Like um, within my wealth management thing, I have a client that always says, if you save money, money will save you at one point. Um, Are you hearing (laughs) why? Save money, it will save you one day. And it's true. Um, and that for me was like okay I need to get serious so when I started that then it was a case of actually young people we don't get that guidance my I was lucky that my dad was like that and even that I didn't take to it whereas I was like okay if we can build 
kind of those habits from when they're younger it's easy because you kind of build it into their lives you allow them to realize actually this is going to be a part of your life rather than I'm 18 then I need to start thinking of all the adult decisions and put my money in order so for me it was just really targeting young people I mean we have so many um, podcasts or so many pages for probably 18 and over whereas our focus really is 18 and under or at least university and under just Mm. to make sure that we're really um getting them early really yeah when i was young saving was definitely instilled from an early age like Mm -hmm. there's um family members that will come from nigeria and auntie would just squeeze like 50 pounds into Ah, they should squeeze it again please (laughs) the way my mum would just take that money oh yeah it's going mm-hmm. to your bank mm-hmm. account like mm-hmm. you can't just spend all of it and I remember like um I did um uh, a holy communion and I got quite a lot yeah. of money from it so then yeah. I was like right you're gonna take half you can use yeah. half for yourself and then the other mm-hmm. half is going straight into your account and I remember I bought vans I was so happy <laughs> first thing I bought and if you see these dry vans that I bought they were the, the low ones navy blue as well not even a color that you can wear universally navy blue but i was gassed i was like yeah this is what it feels like to have money i've arrived but you know what it's it's so crazy when you look back at what you spend money on you you, i get so mad at myself i'm just like really it's sweets my own was sweets i'm such a sweetie even (laughs) till today even just now i just ate sweets like my thing is sweets and i was like what did that sweet save your life you need it now where's your money that's the thing we really need to um look at our spending habits like what do you spend money on and Mm -hmm. is it it necessary is it beneficial like mine was definitely just random things that I didn't need so Mm -hmm. now I know obviously with the whole black pound day thing and and black lives matter I've been trying to be very like conscious of where yeah. I spend my money and who I spend my money on because uh-huh. before you'd see me doing a, a poly dress and these times they were doing a whole separate page called a poly inclusion because they didn't want yep. to post black people on their on their main page Mad. It's, it's, it's really a thing where you have to start being more conscious of where you spend uh-huh. your money and putting yeah. like looking at your spending habits and addressing them uh-huh. like okay I need to start being more serious with definitely (laughs) I think like like you said like especially closing um and just being cautious like for instance I've been on the sustainability thing for the past year year Mm -hmm. since last year September um and that basically is meaning if I if I don't wear something within the next three months it's gone it's going oh wow it's going to go somewhere because I I was having things like having tags on items for two years plus oh my god I wasn't touching yeah at that point when I bought it I was convinced of the outfits I was gonna wear it with but then it never happened so for me I feel like if everyone takes that approach to how they spend their money and you think right is this going to be sustainable long term Mm -hmm. am I going to use this then half of the time to be honest our money will really be in a bank account where it's meant to be so yeah I feel like consciousness is definitely something finance and consciousness is yeah it goes together it's funny that you say that actually because when I was preparing for this episode like I was just doing a bit of research and I Mm -hmm. found that 40% of women aged 18 to 30 struggle to make their money last until the end of the month which is crazy 40% that's almost that's almost here you know what That, that would actually be interesting to know exactly what we spend it on like what's our reason I know for mm. me when I was like now I'm really making an effort like okay once I hit maybe like 500 I'm like okay that's it I'm basically yeah. broke I just see it as mm-hmm. a death break now no more spending until mm-hmm. the next month because how can you be hitting like literally zero pounds every month living mm-hmm. and then going into overdraft yeah. um. no I said no I need I actually need mm-hmm. to be better for myself yeah yeah and it was definitely closed and then, like, all these influencers that I follow on Instagram. Hey. <laughs> not mention anybody's name on here. <laughs> listen, listen. Use my discount code for 20% off. And me, so I'm thinking, yeah, 20%. Sis, if you had no intention to buy this item, close, close Instagram. You don't need uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. You actually had to leave it at their factory. Like, there is no need. <laughs> Just leave it at their factory. They are completely fine where they are. And that's how that's how I am. Like, I'll, you know what? I think I said I feel like 
I don't know where we've gotten as women that we convince ourselves that we need things. Because like, when I speak to my male friends, this they know how to just let go of stuff. Like, yeah, if I'll be in stores when I when I'm with them and I'm like, oh, I want this, I want that. They will not even say I want anything. It's true. One hour we're there. I don't know what it is. So for us, I feel like we just feel like we need everything. I guess is when we see these kind of um, influences online and we're like, yeah, we want what they want. And it's like, babe, your bank account is not the same as them. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's so true you know and it's this whole idea of every time I go somewhere I need a new outfit mm. what where did this come from please because I slowly found myself falling into that trap like ah oh, drinks on Friday or someone's birthday and I'm on PLT yeah. so much uh-huh. I even have do you know the PLT do the free um shipping for a year you just have to pay nine nine ninety nine. 99 I need it <laughs> I, li- I said, I, I said, what's going on? Literally wow. every event, I'll be buying a new outfit. Oh my God. And oh I said, no, God. this is actually, this is a problem. That's when I realised, uh-huh. if I actually want to move out, by the time I said I want to move out, then I need yeah. to really reevaluate my spending habits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm similar to that, to be honest. And for me, mine was always, I don't know why I felt like, oh, no one can catch me in the same outfit twice. And again, I, I think like I think that when, especially when you're into fashion like us, you mm. kind of feel like, mm. no, I need to be serving the looks consistently. Okay. For the past year, I've had to use the outfits in my wardrobe. If the looks are not serving, then so be it. Listen. Because I'm not going to go broke trying to impress someone that a hundred percent they don't even care after they like the photo. A hundred percent. I don't think anyone's watching anyone's Instagram to that extent. Exactly. It's like, oh, she wore that two months ago, and so what. <laughs> Do I not have a washing machine? Okay. <laughs> like, let me live. I think we really need to get rid of that whole mentality of, oh, I've already worn this, so I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna um not wear it again. But to, I'll give people props though. With apps like Depop and eBay, yeah, I I can allow to a degree because I I know quite a lot of my friends would buy like a dress from House of CB, maybe wear it once and then resell it. Yeah. True. True. Yeah, I do that with some of my kind of like I do it more with like occasion wear. So like mm. something fancy that you're like, okay, I genuinely can't wear this again because where am I going? First of all, it's not like everyday wear. Then yeah, I get I totally get that that process. It's probably and it's you know you kind of get your money back. Well, exactly. Exactly. It. In so. that in that case, I understand. But then it's like okay, if your dress doesn't sell, then <laughs> it will catch dust in your wardrobe now. That's exactly that. <laughs> Exactly. But then, actually, let me flip this a bit. I know it's your podcast, but actually, when while we're talking about this, mm-hmm. what do you think about this whole renting thing? Oh, renting clothing. Yeah. Listen, I don't. It depends on what it is. If you're mm-hmm. renting like a tuxedo, or maybe like a ball gown, mm-hmm. or like a wedding dress. Okay, cool, fair enough. That makes sense. Or even a prom dress. I totally mm-hmm. understand. I get it. But if you're just renting a common Balenciaga jumper, just for what? To stunt. <laughs> to, to, to stunt, to do image gang, and then you're going to uh-huh. return the jumper. It just, it makes yeah. zero sense to me. Mm-hmm. I, I do get that maybe for the younger generation who, I don't know, drip is more important. So to them, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's, it's good because it's like, okay, if you really want to have this that badly, at least you don't have to spend all of your money on it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about you know I don't I don't think I would ever personally go and rent you rent him rent like I just yeah and I don't know maybe I'm flawed and that's like a a poor mentality on my part that I just I'd rather own it and just know that it's mine. I don't I don't think it's a poor mentality. I think it's actually the right way to go about it. Like for instance, I actually rent. I mean, I actually rent my stuff out on by rotation, which is like an app. Ooh, I've yeah. never even heard of this. Look, spilling the tea. That's what we love. By rotation. And for me, it's just like little income. Like someone wants to come and rent your your nice disappies. Okay, cool. I'm not wearing it. Let yeah. me let me just give it to you for the one week or whatever. Um so for me, I see it as a way to just make income for the people that do want to tap into that market. And even let's say for my birthday that's coming up, if I see a nice dress on there, that's it's just a situation of I'll, I don't want to buy from Amps or CB and keep in my wardrobe, I'll rent it. So I think like you said, for occasion like that, 
yeah um, or occasions like that my mindset's completely different but if it is for everyday drip for everyday you'll, yeah you'll eventually get yourself into a place that you feel like there's something that you need and I mean the fees they charge on there when you're the one renting trust me it's going to add up you may as well actually buy that item buy exactly and god forbid you hand it in late or it gets damaged then home I love that theory (laughs) don't cry don't beg don't beg but yeah oh that's I I like that you actually brought up that whole idea of like a second income or like just money Mm -hmm. on the side because that's definitely something I wanted to to touch on I feel like everyone almost feels like they have to have a side hustle they have to have something going on on the side Mm-hmm. and it kind of it almost sucks out the fun of like just having a hobby or doing things that you enjoy doing yeah it's, it's everything on the side that has to make you money, money. Mm-hmm. yeah I agree I agree and I feel like people are just like we're just falling into pressure and we're yeah. giving ourselves unnecessary heartache headache over it and I saw that recently, I think it's like a Bucky Smart on Instagram, she tweeted something like that, like not not everything has to be, um, not everything has to be a, a side hustle. Like a business, but you can actually, yeah. Like for instance, some people, let's say, will be good at tennis. Next thing you know, they want to be charging for coaching. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, why? There is no reason, or like you're good at doing, I don't know, businessy stuff then you're all of a sudden like a business coach, which I'm not, I'm not flooring anyone that doesn't. But what I'm saying is that just know that sometimes actually what you enjoy, you don't have to make an income out of. Exactly. Because what you do, uh, over time, you start to wire your brain towards that there's more about with the money than yeah. actually I have the skill that I enjoy. Yeah. Or let's say you know, like for instance, some people know it's their purpose to teach and to be coaches or whatever. And you take your purpose out of it just because now you're focused you're chasing on chasing the money. Yeah. So, so for me, I, I just think there needs to be a balance. I do really love that we are a generation that, you know, one way or another, we're going to make it. Period. We're going to make that point. You're not telling That's us the otherwise. Man. I love it, but we need to we need to know our boundaries, man. Um, otherwise, we'll grow old early. Because some some people some people I know that are doing side hustle. Like, for instance, I, I like to be I like to pace myself with everything, and I know mm-hmm. that sometimes even what uplifted dreams I've had to tell myself is enough. Like it's enough I can't come and kill myself yeah and I know some people that really are in hospital because of anxiety over all this wow. and you know you want to perform especially when you now put it out there and it's a public thing you feel yeah, like no yeah. my mates are doing this I can't I can't come and fail so there's it's yeah. too much pressure that if you enjoy something just please just stay in your, in your lane it's okay <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true but on the on the flip side mm-hmm then there is clearly obviously opportunities to make money and to to not just have this the standard nine to five Mm -hmm. which I think is kind of the goal Mm -hmm. for a lot of people nowadays because really and truly with the economy the way it's going it is it I don't want to say it's not enough to have a nine to just one nine to five or one source of income but you're better off Mm, with 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 something else Mm -hmm. And look at that, I've never heard of the app that you mentioned before. And I think that is such a cool and innovative way to to just, you know, get something back. Mm-hmm. By rotation, honestly, everyone should check it out. And it's real simple to sign up to be a seller or to be a renter. That real simple. I don't know why I'm promoting their brand. I'm not, it's not an adult. As in, <laughs> no free promo. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, stuff like that. I just, I, I really love it. I really love that we're like this though. Um, because sometimes when I'm talking to my parents, I'm like, so what's your hobby? What do you guys do in the hospital? It's like nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's a completely different generation. And like with us, I just feel like we will like I said earlier, like we will always make it because we have that kind of grafter mindset. Yeah. Um yeah. And like there's nothing. I mean, you you'll say to someone, Oh, you, you need to be doing this bills, bills, they'll find one skill to monetize one way or yeah, another 100%. um 100%. but yeah I'm, I'm all for it because if you can make more money expand kind of your um yeah. why not why not do it do it for yourself and do it for your future as well I love that I love that funny enough we we're talking about like um the pressures of um 
society and like just seeing your peers doing this and mm-hmm. this and like feeling the pressure to, mm-hmm. to perform as well there was this tweet <laughs> recently about how um instagram babes have been hiring out like <laughs> and i just said yeah this is crazy is it my god the money that you use to rent out the fake mm-hmm. plane set mm-hmm. you could have saved for real towards mm-hmm. something else for real it's it's like you said it yesterday it's sick it's a sickness like it's actually a sickness <laughs> It's not, it's not, you know, I can see the business side of it, but when I think about it, I'm just like, for you to ever get to that point, there's something that's not wiring right. It's yeah, not, I just, I understand. Yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not for anything like that. I mean, I see stuff as well when, when they were like, oh, people hire out Airbnbs to um, take pictures and then that's it. Like, you make it look like it's your home. I'm like, there's all this yeah. false. It's not good to watch people on, on Instagram because you two, you would think that's their house. You think that's their place. Yeah, exactly. Next day. You don't know where, where they're getting their income from. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, man. We just, we just all, everyone needs to stay in their lane. Face your front. Yeah, 100%. Face <laughs> your front. The key takeaway from this episode, I can't. <laughs> Face your front. That's it. So let's touch on um, saving Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people are struggling with this or just like they don't know where to begin. Mm -hmm. Obviously, everyone knows about the 50, 30, 20 rule, which is where you save like 50% of your money or your income for your um, needs. Mm -hmm. Then you have 30% for your wants and then 20% on saving. And your needs can be basic stuff like rent, transport, food. Wants would be like eating out or hobbies and stuff like that. And of course, savings is saving. But what tips do you have for just saving money in general? Because I know there's people that don't even have, if they save, Mm -hmm. that's literally it. They're done. They don't have anything. And I feel like, especially now with all these podcasts that are coming out and all of these like um, like help pages mm-hmm. that are coming out, all mm-hmm. you know, financial people on on Twitter that will be oppressing you, telling you they have to save. You know, if you want to, like, what's that tweet that people always talk about? Um, what would the, you rather the... have, twenty million or uh, dinner with Jay Z? And people, <laughs> all these financial advisors are saying, yeah, dinner with Jay Z. I'll learn and I can open up a bit. Oh, eh? So you people be a realistic. Be realistic, man. man. Just take the money and... <laughs> <laughs> or what was that one? The 11 or 13 pound one. If you don't... If you spend um, 13 pound on so, 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 that could have been 13 pound in like a retirement ISA or something like that. Just oh, let, people, oh. let people drink Starbucks and rest, please. <laughs> <laughs> It's like give it a rest. Like I, I can imagine there is a lot of pressure mm-hmm. on people's heads now. Yeah. To like just to to even like think how can there be pressure to save? <laughs> like uh uh-uh, it's all right. It's, it's crazy. But um in terms of like the tips, I think for instance, like everyone's so different and what everyone will save is going to be different each month or a year, whatever way you want to do it. But I think it's the mm-hmm. start small. Like, sometimes I feel like because you think, oh, I should save so, 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 you go big and then you disappoint yourself and you, you don't yeah. keep to what your strategy or what your aim is. For me, I can only show what's kind of worked for me or what I've shared with people and has worked for them as well. Um, for me, a big part of mine is saving. But my situation is totally different to someone that's living alone, having to pay bills. But mm-hmm. I try and just equate that at least about 50% goes into savings. So that's, I don't touch it, like, direct, not direct, but stand in order. Like, I don't even see the money. It's gone straight. And I don't have access to that account. So that's one of my savings things. Because for me, I can find an excuse to enter that account. I will tell myself (laughs) that somebody needed a present and I didn't get them present last year. I will find a way. So what I started doing is make sure that I have limited access to the account. And one thing is I hate losing money. So if um, I take any money out of that account, I lose interest. And if the, uh, ba- if the bank okay. is giving me free money, why should I come and ruin that for myself? 
Yeah. So that that is my, my mentality for the big saving goals that I have. And then to help myself over the month, I have many kind of like saving pots for different things. So I have an enjoyment fund. So that's because oh, like uh, that. we, we must enjoy it. Um, <laughs> I have an enjoyment fund. And what that means is that once that money finishes that month, my dear, enjoyment has finished. Sure. That's it. It's really true. You sit at home and you'll be smiling at yourself. You'll eat indomie if that's what you've got. Um, um and it's like yeah. putting restrictions on myself to make sure I don't I'm disciplined. I have an enjoyment fund, I have a gift fund. So like I don't want no nobody's birthday to come and surprise me and then I have to go into my other savings. And then I have that is such a good idea. It, it, you know what? And the amount of kind of birthdays you have in a year that you, I keep a log of everyone's birthdays at least people that I want to buy a present for. Yeah, I'll keep yeah. a log of your birthday and I know exactly how much I need to save. And then it means that if, let's say, you have a big birthday coming up for someone, if it's going to take you three months, you can put your 150, let's say, £50 each month for that yeah. three months. And that's, for me, a lot of my stuff is planning. I just use Excel spreadsheets. I mean, most mm-hmm. of us use that anyway. And I plan my year ahead. So for me, a lot of... When I decided I wanted to be serious... I said, right, this is the next year. This is my goal. This is how I'm going to get there. And this is exactly yeah. the little things I'm going to do. But like I said, I start when I when I start talking, like, just start small. Even if it's £10, it might, you might think, mm-hmm. like, this is not what I want to do. But if you can be disciplined with the small things, you'll be disciplined with the big things. So just start small. Put your £10 aside. Make sure you can't access it. Do it month mm-hmm. one, month two, till December by the time you were done and dusted, you have 120 that you did. It yeah. didn't. It didn't do you anyhow to to save. Whereas okay, if you're yeah. like, oh, I want to save 50, or I want to save 100, and then oh, actually, I need 50 out of that for my rent or for my bills or whatever it is, you'll find yourself getting in that cycle. Um, so a lot of savings is discipline, and I, I love to say this because I feel like people um, underestimate the the power of actually earning more. If you want to save mm-hmm. more, try and earn more. And yeah. that's the truth. A lot of people are like, nah, you just have to start somewhere, which is fair, or you have to save little pennies. But please, if you want to actually save more, just just propel your your earning power and equally apply the same strategy. Um, but it's, it's, you know, totally different. I mean, you have the rule that you do. Mine's not necessarily yeah. a rule. It's just I, I had to analyse what works for me what works for you exactly and I I honestly I really do like that idea of like a birthday fund because for me birthdays definitely crop up by Mm -hmm. surprise like someone will be like oh um can you come to my birthday dinner in two weeks and I'm like oh my god so not only now thinking of okay I need an outfit Mm -hmm. I also need a present like I literally when I start thinking of okay I've got this much for my salary I say birthday fund that has never even crossed my mind but honestly now that's definitely one of the tips I'm gonna yeah. take away from this is to start putting some money away for people's birthdays mm-hmm. as well because it's... wow the way b- birthday dinners have been taking my coins Girl, oh my god and that's another thing you know what I had to that's another thing I had to do with my friends and I guess it's a big part of savings as well you have to like I said to you because like yesterday cut your coat according to your size if you cannot yeah. afford that person's birthday they will not kill you like yeah, I, I, I had to be honest with my friends sometimes like I love you and every time I'll get you a gift but I'm not coming to this <laughs> I'm not it's coming true. to this it's, true. it's not a lot of the times I have to do it but when you know you've got a goal and you want to stick to it and you don't want to get too like frivolous and with me I know that for the people I love especially you will go and find the most expensive gift because you all obviously want to display that you really love them and exactly. you, I'm, I'm such a gift person yeah so for me I had to start planning because when I looked I was like I'll be spending this money here this month and I'm like I can't control it because obviously you've got to do it for people you love mm-hmm. so a lot of it I had to just tell people I love you and everything but, but I'm not coming I'm and kind of how many it, dinners yeah. have we gone to I'm tired <laughs> everybody stay at home it's true it's true honestly this lockdown is low-key a blessing in disguise we now have the 10 p.m curfew it, it, it got to a point where same as you once the enjoyment fund was done I'd literally like I'll be like okay I have what 200 pounds let's say this month for enjoyment and going out once okay. that 200 pounds is done I'm like, mm-hmm. okay guys just say so you know don't, don't go anywhere for the whole of next month because I'm not 
and I'll literally I'll say it I'll, I'll, I'll put up a story on, on Snapchat on my like um, private story of like yeah. the money's done <laughs> <laughs> the money is done I'll see you next month for real for real like we all need to get to that point I don't know why we, sometimes you know I think about it I'm like, why are we scared to tell our friends the truth like exactly. they are friends exactly I think that's definitely a big part of of like just saving and being more like um in control of your spending it's literally just being open with the people around you with your friends with your family yeah. and literally being look like I can't I can't come and see you today or I, mm-hmm. if we have to link up why do we have to go for like dinner at Hakkasan why can't yeah. we just go to like a Starbucks and just get a coffee Hakkasan is killing our generation <laughs> that's <laughs> that restaurant especially <laughs> why can't we go to a young nando's like it's time yeah Yeah. changes exactly obviously i get you know some people want to take the nice picture by you Mm -hmm. know the tarshish logo and all of that and kosa you're really about it you know (laughs) look kosa Kosa is a big babe don't do that don't chat to her yeah, but obviously, people want to take a picture, you know, just for the yeah. gram, do it for the gram. But it's it comes to a point where you also want to be taking pictures of your house key or outside your, your house ah, for this. the gram. <laughs> so it's either Hakkasan or your house. For real, everyone wants that picture. With your little key and your champagne bottle. Ah, it's coming, it's coming. It's coming, amen. I claim it for all of the listeners too. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's hard though. It's hard, and I can see why people can struggle. Um, but you just you got to think of what do you want in the future, mm-hmm. and how am I going to get it? Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, like if you don't save money, money will not save you. Mm-hmm. And like there's so many emergencies that come up. Like there's sometimes you've actually planned your month, and something comes up, and you're like, how am I going to do this? Whereas if you have like an emergency fund, that's exactly. another thing. It means that you've yeah. not got to go into a savings for, let's say, your house or your car or that big purchase you want to make. Or even if it's for a bag. I'm sorry, I, I'm I'm a, I'm going to save for my bag. I'm going to save for that type I'm of currently girl. saving for a bag. Girl, <laughs> it's me. so funny. I'm saving for a bag as well. Oh, my gosh. So it's like things like that. You don't want to have to dip in that just because you had to pay your MOT or your car, whatever. Like just save monthly for your car, whatever it is. I don't know, people's different, you know, different costs, but that's the most realistic example. But um yeah, you you just gotta save and plan and save monthly towards whatever you wanna do. Um and don't and try and, you know, kind of limit how much credit that's another thing, how much credit and debt you're getting into. Oh, let's let's, start, let's, let's talk, talk about, about that. Let's talk about debt because Debt is something else that I know a lot of people our age as well are really struggling with. Mm-hmm. Like you've gone to uni, they've given you student account with 2,000 overdraft mm-hmm. and you're thinking, yeah, free money. Mm-hmm. But really, truly, it's not. And when it's time to graduate uni and the student account now ends <laughs> and they want their <laughs> And they send you that young letter and it's like, oh, we're going to start charging from so, so, so. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry mate. <laughs> mate. But, let's talk about it so I for, for, when it comes to debt right debt is such a powerful and also dangerous thing because you can mm. have good debt and if you know how to yeah. manage it well then you you basically know how to flip your money you know how to make it work and you're mm. in you know in a good credit standpoint and then there's when you cannot manage it i feel like bad bad debt is just when you've got bad management if that makes sense mm. or at least you don't Paying for like yeah stuff you can't afford exactly or, yeah, you can't, okay. or you don't understand the concept of it properly um whereas i thought for instance that overdraft it always offered um students especially i feel like there should be a financial education that comes with it because mm. a lot of time remember when i signed my overdraft i did not know one overdraft just said two thousand pound free yep give me that that was that was yeah. my approach to it. I didn't really know a lot about it at that time. If not for the like, literally by the grace of God, and my dad being like, "What did you sign up for now?" That money would have been spent, and I would not have known mm. that. Oh, I have to pay this off. So so so. Pay it back. Oh. Mm. So for people, I think it's just like, just learn like with all with all the pages. I mean, let me just do a young plug. Uplift your dreams. Go on there. Like so many yeah, pages. Like 
explain what it really means and don't get in debt trying to chase an image or trying to impress somebody or or trying to get the latest outfit. I remember people used to use Canada Goose. I mean, the student loan overdraft to buy Canada Goose. Hmm. <laughs> I, really, I said Canada Goose, really? The jacket that will only keep you warm winter and the stud. What is the point? And then you'll be hungry you'll be in hung- the jacket. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you really will be hungry. So I feel like, you know, just learn about these things. You can use that to your advantage. If it means that, you know, it just helps you with your cash flow, you pay it, you know, there's like cash free, as a cash free, interest free um, credit cards, for example, for a certain Mm -hmm. period of time, that 18 months, it gives you to pay it off, depending on what your agreement is, like look into it, look how you can use debt properly, but you've got to know how to manage it. If you don't know, it's better to just learn and then, and then go into it, because going into it blindly, man, sometimes I see some success stories, which is good. That people kind of share how much um they've paid off and i'm seeing fifteen thousand, yeah. and i'm like aren't we the same age when did you <laughs> when did that yeah. fifteen thousand happen but then when you start listening to their stories it's usually from like being a student and then you just get into yeah, it being a student and and then trying to keep up with the mm-hmm. danger and and oh my gosh <sighs> oh yes klarna Klarna, Klarna, if you don't know what Klarna is, then please don't know. You're in a good, you're in a good position. Klarna is not the one, honestly. Right. And the minute you forget, I never forget. I used Klarna once, like when it first came out. Yeah. And I, to God who made me, I forgot completely about the the payment, and it was only small. I think it was like the last like thirty pounds or something mm-hmm. like that. I completely forgot about it. Then there was now sending a letter to my house that um outstanding pay. I said yes, <laughs> <laughs> and I've been hearing all these horror stories about like how Klarna can really Correct. negatively yeah. affect your credit score. So I said that's it, never again. Like, it's it's actually not that deep. If I can't afford it, then that means I don't need it. True, true, definitely. Especially for clothes, like of all things. Oh, you know when you think about it, like we've done it. Because I used Klarna once and that same thing, but it came, it's my dad that opened the letter. <laughs> oh, God. I did not hear, I did not finish hearing about that story, about how could you do this, to do that. But then when I thought about it, I was like, deep in Moya, you've used Klarna for clothes. For clothes. Like, deep, you know when you sit down and you really imagine hey. your life, like, wow. I was like, what a mess. Like, for clothes. Do you know how, nah, for me, that was like a wake-up call. Like, you need to stop. What is this? what is it why you and it's not even that you don't even have the money I don't even know why because you want to buy so much at once and you're like oh let me just buy it so I can return it but then next thing that thing doesn't get returned and you keep it and then you forget that you use Klarna to pay for it oh my god just avoid it at all costs guys if you don't if you have the money use your money (laughs) that's all I can say because there's good debt obviously like your mortgage Mm -hmm. or like a business loan stuff Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. but bad debt like debt that affects your credit score Uh, Hmm. and then i feel like as well a lot of young people don't understand the implications of like having a bad credit score like how that affects you on later on in life Mm -hmm. i think maybe now when no one's really or if you're not in that headspace of looking to buy a property or looking to get on a property ladder you're like okay fine what do i care about Mm -hmm. you know my credit score but when it's now time to buy a house or to buy a property or even just to get a loan from the, the bank to start a business mm-hmm. and they're telling you sorry your credit is it's too bad and I can't give you a loan so important so then you're really looking at yourself like oh so I could have done this years ago you know what that's another thing we do is um at Uplift Your Dreams like we try and get people to start understanding credit scores and try and mm. get them to build it as early as you can because if you put yourself in a good position then by the time you do need to make a purchase for a house or you need a business loan like you said you're in a good standard it's not oh now i've got to wait six months before i can then apply again or whatever um because for me just like to give an example i did a decision in principle um which is like as part of a mortgage and that's probably Mm -hmm. like a year or two years no a year and a half ago and then i think my credit score was good or something Mm -hmm. something very like it was all right and then right, at yeah. that point, I'd worked, I think, about two or three years of, okay, let me build it. Let me make sure it's at a good standpoint. 
and then that's when I had the Klana thing. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> it dropped my score. Like I was so annoyed because like I've worked this long to build this thing and then it dropped my score. And then the person was like, sorry, you're just going to have to wait again to get a decision in principle. I did it, I think, a few months ago. And the difference in the amount that it offered, yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah, this is my one advice to people. Get serious with your credit score. Because it gives you so much power. Like, gives you so much lending power. Because for banks, what they want to see is that you're able to pay back your debt. Even if for the little mm -hmm. things like your phone bill, some people will tell me exactly. they defaulted. Yeah. I'm like, don't. Like, it's not a joke. If you say you're going to pay something, especially when it's a director, yeah. pay for it. Mm -hmm. Pay for it and do it well. Because um, it really it really changes the game. Like, for instance, the difference between someone buying on their own and have, having to need a partner can be their credit score. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. That I'd be so upset if I had the money ready and waiting, mm -hmm. but my credit score was what let me down. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And I think another thing is people don't be scared of credit cards. Like I hear a lot of people saying, like, oh, I don't want, I don't want a credit card because yeah. I, I don't want credit. And it's like, no, you, there is such a good thing. There is such a thing as good credit. Definitely. Definitely. Like you can't not have credit because how will banks be able to tell that you're relying on? And I, I learned that when I was applying for like um my like student um my student bank account yeah i wanted to get like an increased overdraft yeah and they were like oh you don't actually have a credit score so it's not allowing us to do that yeah like, oh. i'll score it uh-huh and i was just like okay so i need to and then i started making like big purchases on my um credit card but yeah. purchases that i knew i could then pay back yeah. so for example if i wanted to buy this is going to be so silly if i wanted to buy hair on aliexpress <laughs> I would literally use my credit card. So at least I know, okay, if the hair doesn't come, I'm covered. Exactly. And when it does come, I can literally pay it back straight away, okay. pay my credit card off straight away. That is such a first world <laughs> example. Bye. But stuff like that. Oh God. Stuff like that can really um, help to, to build credit. So if you're yeah. stuck on like, okay, how do I build credit? even if it's just paying your like using your um credit card to pay your phone bill instead of your normal account and then paying that off every month like it doesn't have to be this daunting scary yeah you know thing you know what do you just like a question like for me when i've heard about people kind of staying away from credit cards and stuff i feel like there's also like a history of like bad debt or like I don't know kind of history in their family for instance that they've probably seen someone okay. mismanage it or they you know they've kind of seen that old credit cards have gotten someone they know in trouble yeah, so, in, in a situation. yeah so I think the important thing is to remember that it's really how you manage it like it's it's really dependent on how you spend that money and how you use that money like Costa said like if you have always have the money not if always have the money to pay it off <laughs> like if you're gonna buy hair if you're gonna buy um even like common trainers a lot of us do shopping pay it on your credit card and then just have mm. the money in your bank account to transfer straight away because sometimes you'll be like yeah i'll transfer it later and before you know you spent that money in the main account so and then do it straight yeah. away um, then, yeah i think that's a that's a good system for people to implement another thing that i wanted to touch on was just like attitudes towards I don't know like people's attitudes towards money especially within the the black community it's almost like a taboo subject like people aren't open to saying okay I earn this much or um I make this much like and I just I don't get like why is that like I've I've recently been added to um a black woman in tech group chat on Twitter and these girls are honestly so inspirational like one of the girls asked a question about um she wants to start freelancing so like what advice do existing freelancers have like how do you come up with your prices and stuff like that and that kind of sparked a question about how much we all charge for our websites yeah. and one girl was saying how her first website she charged 350 wow. and now she charges like one to two k what and then everyone was just like huh <laughs> like, let me call my son <laughs> oh wow so 
I've been charging like I know for me personally my first website I charge 350 as well mm-hmm. and it's like if we didn't have conversations like this I wouldn't know that I'm seriously undercharging myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think it's important to like have conversations like this and talk about money and be more open with money because then you know okay this is the standard in this situation even like that whole there was this whole issue about um influencers not being paid much like once they all started oh my discussing God, i couldn't believe that and it turns out that black influencers mm-hmm. weren't being paid as much mm-hmm. and i was just like now nah, we need to start talking about money it's definitely a thing that especially for black people i feel like we're doing ourselves a discredit if we don't if we're not open about it like i'll share mm-hmm. what i said that um, i have a few mentors and two of my mentors are um caucasian <laughs> um and like straight off the bat when i uh, kind of outlined whatever i wanted to do our kind of purposes what they can do for me da, 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 they shared their salary straight yeah, off straight. as in this is the role this is what when i was doing your job this is how much i was earning and i compared it to my own and i said come i'm sorry and it was like there was a major difference and for it and you know they kind of encouraged me to negotiate and everything and that that for me increased my my salary so it's like whatever situation you're in like sometimes I know especially in the workplace it's kind of you know everyone's hush hush about it like don't say anything we don't ask about everyone's salary but if you can especially if you can make mentors or friendships outside of your workplace or even your own friend in the same industry doing the same thing as you. Like, just be open, like, for real, bro, like, how much do you earn? Or I'm earning this. Do you think there's room for negotiation? Mm -hmm. What can I, you know, kind of um, put forward as my power or or why I should increase? Like, we need to be open about it because we're genuinely underpaid. Like, there's there's crazy stats about it. Um, And we can't continue to go like that because... To be honest, out of probably all the kind of different races, I'm not, you know, putting anyone's responsibilities down, but we have a lot because we have a responsibility to our parents when they're older. Like, we tend to be a lot more hands-on with our parents, our children, um, kind of, you know, like, a lot of our parents send money back to Nigeria. Imagine if they realised that they could actually be earning more than they are. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, always ask questions. This... Another reason why I think it it is the way that it is, is because there's this whole idea of like this superstitious, I don't know, I'm speaking from like a Nigerian standpoint right now, but like I know a lot of Nigerians are just like, ah, don't go and, you know, tell this one what you're going to know, because they might use evil liar and juju to to like, you know, but I, I, there's a fine line. I think you can at least give a ballpark and be like, okay, roughly... I'm earning between yeah. this figure and this figure. Mm-hmm. And you should be too, yeah. if you're in this industry yeah. or if you're doing this blah, 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 like job or role. Like you don't have to, to be, you know, like exact figures, pounds and pennies, mm-hmm. but still be open enough because when you're open, then people can be open with you Definitely. as well. Definitely. And I feel like a lot of this that, you know, like when you get to a point in your career, especially when you know a younger person just coming into there. Like, especially if you can take anyone under your, your arm or you're under your wing, rather. Like, share these things with them. Like, allow people to actually develop. Sometimes I also feel like in our culture or in kind of like black people generally, we want to be, some people want to be the only person winning. Like, you don't, exactly. you don't want to yeah. see somebody else earning the, two, oh, have you heard about that 227K lady? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she works. She works for Amazon, right? I went to go follow her on LinkedIn. I said, "You are going to find <laughs> inspiration, inspiration." Oh, and she has a page no, that she's also there. encouraging people to do the same. And it's things like that. It's like we've seen that, and we know that that's possible. No one can exactly. tell me it's not possible now. It's not possible, exactly. So in my field as well, if I can be open, like you say, if I can give you a range of how much you should be asking for then definitely when you get into those rooms, you know that no one's coming to cheat you because you have someone that looks like you that's telling you exactly what they did. So a lot of it is that we need to stop wanting to be the only person in the room winning and we need to be open 
because it's, it's really it's really hurting our, our whole generation because like so many people are underpaid it's crazy when you hear it and you're like what really exactly exactly funny enough that you do say that another statistic that i um found when i was researching is that 70 percent of women hold their assets in cash and not like investing or like not in any type of you know investment it's literally just cash and it's like okay if you were to be open and have these conversations with people maybe you could start something together true it could be like you know you could learn from another person and build yourself up from there I was just like, we need to do better. <laughs> we need to, we need to. But in that, you know, in terms of say, um, investing, there's another stat, and I don't know exactly like the exact figures, but it's like when women do get invest into investing, we're better investors. And it's like, that's it. Like, why are we so scared? Once we get into it, we actually know what we're doing. Like, uh, exactly. we invest well. Yeah. So that's another perspective for women to take. Like, you you know, you're going to fail. You're going to get some things wrong. But get into it because it's going to pay off in the future. Can't keep putting exactly. our money in the bank. <laughs> exactly. Where it will earn, like, one pound. <gasps> in, in- I said England is stingy. One pound. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to put it, put it into, you know, generational uh-huh. wealth. Put it into property. Put it into... To buildings and to companies it's not every day you know that whole forex trading and if you know if someone if one more person tries to send about or oh, hey there if you don't hate them me about any forex trading because i would block I'm not you. interested <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but you know the thing about property as well like a lot of women have done that over this lockdown period um, mm. A big percentage of people that are doing bad to less are women, and I'm like, I'm so here for it. Like even I'm, I'm even on it. Instagram, I'm like, I'm just watching you lot. Like one day, one day, like this is inspiration for me. Like because it's like a big thing I want to do is property, um, and you know having it all over the world um, yeah, on a grand scale. But it's like starting small and seeing women my age capable of doing that. Man, you can't. We really can't tell us we can't do nothing at the moment. I love it. I love it. I I always say this. I'm like our our generation is literally like just so inspirational mm-hmm. and like motivational. Like everyone's doing something on the side. Yeah. Everyone's hustling. Everyone's trying to to make more of of what they have. And I I honestly I love it. And this is why I love uplift your dreams. I love Thank what you're you doing. Girl you know producing like information financial literacy to to younger I just I think it's amazing because this wasn't here for people before like growing up this wasn't really something that was widely available thank you so much we love what I'm you're doing so with down. this techie part, giving all this Thank all this information. This platform is amazing. Honestly, listeners, I hope you're following. Do the damn thing. Because yeah, Costa is amazing. Thanks, girl. Oh, I love it. I guess that brings us to the end wow. of this episode. Thank you so much for, for joining so and, and dropping the gems. No, thank you as well. It's, it's such a great platform. I'm so, so honoured to be a part of it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, my doll. Um, so, guys, this concludes this week's episode of the Techie Podcast. Um, and we will see you on the next episode. Ciao.